Hello everybody again for the second time today. Hi. <laughs> um, I had to come back and, you know, continue the message that I had just posted um, about faith and obedience. Um, just as I had finished, the Holy Spirit uh, brought to my remembrance uh, something very important, um, which... I will delve into in a little while, but again, let's pray very quickly. Father God, we thank you once again for the grace to be here. I thank you for all those that are listening and that will listen to this message in the future. Father God, I ask that as I delve into this word, that you increase, that you continue to increase and increase and increase. Let nothing of me be found in this word let it only be you holy spirit father use me as your mouthpiece let your truth be heard and i pray that all those who listen you will open their ears and you will open their hearts to hear and receive from you holy spirit let them be blessed oh god let their faith be reignited through this word. Reveal new truths to them, God. And so we pray in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Alright, um, so, something very significant. Uh, so we are back to Second Kings chapter 5 okay and um, so we know the story of Naaman Naaman great general but he was a leper and we know that he had heard from his maid that there was an amazing prophet in Israel who could heal him and so he made his way to Israel and he eventually well, he met the prophet's servant, not the prophet. And so we are in the, the part that is very significant here is um, verse 11. And so I will read it very quickly again. This is in the King James Version. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me. And stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. So Naaman had this idea of how his healing would take place. He thought, oh, you know, the prophet's going to come out and he's going to lay hands and he's going to, you know, speak in tongues and blow into his face. You know, the stuff that we see on TV when we watch like... <laughs> You know, these deliverance ministries. And, you know, sometimes it's necessary to lay hands. Other times it's not. And because Naaman already had this idea of what he thought it would be like, he ended up being very disappointed when all he was told was to throw himself, well, not throw, but wash himself in the water for um, seven times. And so he left in anger. And what God wanted me to emphasize here is that the things that you are praying for, how you expect them to arrive will not always be how you get them or how they arrive. 
Naaman expected a big hoopla for his deliverance, for his healing, but he got something completely different. And because of the, um, because of his ego, because of his pride, he almost lost his chance to be completely healed. Because remember, in the first, um, in the first episode that I has, I, I, I mentioned, his faith already began the work. His obedience completed it. Had Naaman not been obedient and actually went into the water. He would have continued being a leper. And we have to, what you, what you have to see here is how sneaky the enemy is. Because the enemy knew that Naaman was close to getting healed. And so he tried to work through his pride. He tried to work through Naaman's ego. And he almost got him. And oftentimes this is where a lot of believers fall short. Because we have this idea of what we think, you know, what we think our blessing will look like, what we think our breakthrough will look like. And so when it comes, it's completely different and we ended up and we end up being disappointed disappointed. And it is the, the, the message here is that it is very important to guard our hearts. Guard your heart with all diligence. That's what the Bible says. Protect your heart. Because the enemy is so sneaky, he will come in. He will make you think that it's you, but it's him, it's not you. But thank God for Naaman's servant who said, hey, you need to check yourself. Like, if the prophet had told you to go and kill people, you would, you would have been happy to do it. So what's the problem with just washing yourself in the water for seven, you know, seven times? There's no issue with that. Why are, you, why are you acting like that? And God changed Naaman's heart through the words of his servant. I pray that for, us, for all of us that are listening to this, that we will not be caught up in our ego, we will not be caught up in pride to the point that it ends up causing us to lose out on our blessings, that it ends up causing us to lose out on our breakthrough because that is what the enemy wants to do. If the enemy, the enemy, when he sees that he can't get you through people, he can't get you through, you know, the things that he speaks in your mind, he will use your emotions to get you. And being in your emotions, operating in your emotions is a very dangerous thing because when you operate in your emotions, you are no longer operating in the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you operate in your emotions, you are no longer operating in the spirit. You are no longer flowing with the Holy Spirit because when you operate in your emotions, you operate in the flesh. And that is a very dangerous place to be because when you operate in the flesh, the enemy can easily get you. You become easy prey. So when Naaman was operating in his emotions, he almost lost out on something that he had, you know, been praying for for such a long time. He had been hoping for, but he had lost hope. And then finally the hope came and he almost lost it. But thank God, thank God that he obeyed. So don't allow that spirit of Leviathan, that, that, that spirit of pride to cause you to lose out on your blessing, to cause you to lose out on your calling, to cause you to lose out on your destiny. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. 
So that is the message that God wanted me to come back and uh, get through to you guys. And like I said, I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us so that we do not end up losing out on something that we have been praying for for such a long time. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will help to guard our hearts so that we don't end up, you know, operating in the flesh, operating in our, in our emotions, saying, oh God, why me? I've prayed for so long, Lord. I've been asking for this, Lord. And it, you, you, it, it's too late. So, again, I encourage you all to continue to seek God, continue to pray. Do not allow the enemy to get you in a place where you are operating in your emotions because that is where he can easily get you. Once he gets you in that place of your emotions, he will do everything that he possibly can to make sure he keeps you there. Because when he keeps you in your emotions, you cannot see what God is doing. When he keeps you in your emotions, you cannot easily perceive what God is doing. The Bible says, behold, I will do a new thing and it shall spring forth. Do you not perceive it? Well, if you are operating in your emotions, you can't perceive it. If you are operating in the flesh, you cannot see it. But when you operate in the spirit, when you, when you flow with the Holy Spirit, you can see it. You can sense it. You can almost smell it and touch it. And I pray that that is where we continue to stay. We, com we continue to flow and dwell in God and we continue to flow with the Holy Spirit. And whenever that, that, that negative thought comes... Whenever the enemy comes and tries to slither his way in, speak to it and say, who are you, great mountain? Who do you think you are? Speak to it. Not in your mind, out loud. The enemy can't hear you when you speak in your mind. Speak directly to it. Say, who are you, great mountain? Throw yourself into the sea. Who do you think you are? Don't you know that this is the, this is the temple of God? The Bible says we are the temple of God. Therefore, anything that is not of God cannot dwell within you. Darkness cannot dwell with light. Lies cannot be in the same place as truth. So you better start speaking to that mountain. You better, you, you better speak to that spirit of lies and deception that wants to steal from you. Because the Bible says the enemy only came to do three things. To steal, kill, and destroy. And that is his aim. And once he does that, he's going to leave you. Because he knows you're useless. You're worthless now. And we don't want to give him that satisfaction, do we? No, we do not. So the next time he comes in trying to make you, you know, feel some type of way about God and say, well, look around you. Nothing has changed. You know, that that person has a testimony. But what about you? I don't think God loves you that much. I don't think God wants to bless you. Speak to that mountain and say, who are you, great mountain? Become a playing ground. 
not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. We come under the, the spirit of Zerubbabel. We come under the anointing of Zerubbabel, Lord, and we speak to those mountains in our minds. We speak to those satanic voices, O oh God, that has been manipulating the minds of your children, O oh Lord, that has been covering the eyes of your children, Father. We speak to those mountains right now and we say, be thou moved in the mighty name of Jesus. Throw yourself into the sea in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I pray, O oh God, that you will bless your children continuously. For as many who are listening to this, I pray that God will continue to, to shine his light upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face unto you and give you peace. For he has not given you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. May we rise under your power, Holy Spirit. May we continue to be an embodiment of your love, O oh God. And may we continue to flow in a sound mind, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, amen. Thank you, Lord.